the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know we live in a perverted culture today where it seems like everybody cusses. I know that. Just go over there and sit down at Starbucks and just listen. Go to the playground and listen. Go to the mall and just listen. Go to the Dodger Stadium and sit there and just listen. It used to be when I told them I was a minister, they would just say, they would apologize and they wouldn't cuss anymore. Today, when I tell them that, it's, it's, it doesn't mean anything to them. They just keep cussing. And I want to make, I want you to understand this has nothing to do with disrespecting me, but it has everything to do with disrespecting God. Good evening and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weeknight at this time on KKLA to lift up the name of Jesus Christ so that the entire world might believe. Sharing the gospel is our number one goal and the reason we are here. Dudley Rutherford is the senior pastor of Shepherd Church, located right here in Los Angeles. During these days of uncertainty, we believe this is the perfect time to turn off what the world wants to tell us and immerse ourselves in what God has to say to us through the Holy Bible. So let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us tonight. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Exodus chapter 20, if you would. Exodus chapter 20. And uh, we are on a series on the Ten Commandments. Now look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. This is where we find commandment number 3. It says, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless. In other words, he's going to hold us accountable. Those who misuse his name. Now I want you to read this with me, all right? You ready? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's read it together. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses this name. This commandment means do not profane his name. His name is to be revered. His name is to be honored. The name of God should always be taken with great seriousness. Pronouncing his name will either bring great benefit to you or great disaster to the one who speaks that name. When you see the name of the Lord in the Hebrew text, there's only four letters. Why? H-W-H. That's it. Four letters. And those four letters are found 6,823 times in the Old Testament. Now, I want to try to explain this to you, and it's difficult if you don't understand, but the entire Old Testament was not written in English. It was written in Hebrew. And the entire... Old Testament text. Now think of it. It's a big, that's a lot of scripture. There are no vowels in the Hebrew language. There are none. So for us, when we go back and look at it, it's very difficult to understand wording 
and phrases and sentences, and, and wh- what did he mean when we can't even read that? You say, well, how, how did we ever translate it? Well, there were those who knew that language, and it was passed down from generation to generation. And it was in the 7th and 8th centuries where the uh, Masoretic scholars began to insert uh, vowels so that it was more readable, but there was one word that they didn't put any vowels in, and it's these four letters, because those four letters, that was the name of God, and they didn't want to mess with that at all. There are many Jewish people today who will not even say the word God. They won't, they won't try to even pronounce that. And if they write you a letter, if you ever get a letter from a Jewish person, many times they'll write uh, the word God, G, and then underscore D. They won't even write out, write out his name. They don't want to do anything that might uh, dishonor his name. Now, I, I want to say something. I know this is weird. It's, it's kind of weird for me, but... Uh, to understand this, but no one on this planet knows how to pronounce those four letters. We don't even know how the name of God sounds in the original text. Now we, man, we have inserted a, two vowels and we pronounce it Yahweh. That's how we pronounce it, but we really don't know. But we do know this. Even though we don't know how to pronounce it, We know that his name is supposed to be reverenced. And there are two ways that we profane his name. Write this down first. We misuse his name with our words. In fact, God's name should never be used as a curse word. In fact, Christians should never curse. I want you to understand this, that the Bible makes it clear that Christians should never curse. I'm going to show you the scriptures, just a few, all right? Ephesians 4:29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Ephesians 5:4 says, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Now look at this next verse, Colossians 3:8. But now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these anger rage malice slander and what does the bible say filthy language from your lips the bible makes it crystal clear there is no gray area in regards to cursing I know we live in a perverted culture today where it seems like everybody cusses. I know that. Just go over there and sit down at Starbucks and just listen. Go to the playground and listen. Go to the mall and just listen. Go to the Dodger Stadium and sit there and just listen. I mean, it used to be, ju- it used to be just adults cussed. Uh, and now it's young people, uh, college, high school. High school kid, high school student can't even say a sentence. without cussing today and and there's no blushing there's no embarrassment it's just it's part of speech i i you know i i hear it when i go to the golf course i'll go golfing with they always hook me up with someone and and they don't know i'm a minister and they just they hear every shot they swing and they cuss they swing and they cuss they swing and they cuss they putt and they cuss they chip and they cuss 
And about halfway through, they'll go, now what do you do for a living? I always say I'm a minister. A what? And it looks like they swallowed a canary. And uh, it always happens the very, after I tell them the very next shot, now they're really nervous. And they'll swing and hit a shot, and they'll, it'll go five feet, and they'll go, rats. They try to come up with some word that's not a curse word, you know. And uh, what is sad, what's really sad is today, it used to be when I told them I was a minister, they would just say, they would apologize and they wouldn't cuss anymore. Today, when I tell them that, it's, it's, it doesn't mean anything to them. They just keep cussing. And I want to make, I want you to understand this has nothing to do with disrespecting me, but it has everything to do with disrespecting God. I want to to say this. I want you to hear. Don't write. Just look up and listen. Hear these words. God created you and put you on this earth to be His voice. That's why you're here. God put you here to be His voice, to speak His words. This also means, write this down, no common alternatives. No colloquialisms or slang like, oh my gosh, or gosh darn it, or gee whiz. You say, what's wrong with gee whiz? Jeez. Jeez is slang for Jesus. You're saying his name and you're not really meaning his name. Good Lord, good God, I swear to God, so help me God, for Christ's sake. All of those phrases, this would include joking about God, laughing at God, mocking God, trivializing God. This would also include you making a vow in the name of God and then not fulfilling that vow. Why, it can be anything that would bring dishonor to a holy God, including saying you believe in God, yet you don't live like you believe in God. See, write this down. Profaning his name is not just misusing his name. It's misrepresenting his name. Because really, when you do anything or curse in word or in deed, and you bring dishonor to God, the name of God, that's misusing his name. I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't know if this ever happened back in Moses' day. I don't think some guy was walking, and he hit his toe, and he was going, Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. I don't think that happened. I think what what he's talking about in this commandment is that these people knew they were God's people. God called them his people. They called themselves God's people. They understood that they were God's people. But they they claimed to belong to God, but they weren't living as though they belonged to God. Why, it's the same thing. We call ourselves Christian. I wear his name. If I were to ask you right now, how many of you would call yourself a Christian? Well, you'd all raise your hand. I belong to Christ. I call myself a Christian. You wear his name, and anything that you do or say on this earth that discredits that name would be breaking this third commandment. Like if you call yourself a Christian, yet you fail to forgive someone. You you forgive everybody else, but there's this one old boy that I'm not going to forgive him. I'm a Christian, but I'm not going to forgive him. Well, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do both. It's one or the other. We misuse his name when we misrepresent his name by using his name to intimidate people. These are like 
Uh, this is like the TV evangelist who says this, God told me to tell you you're supposed to give $1,000 this week. See, he's invoking the name of God to intimidate you. We misuse his name when we use his name to impress people. This is the guy that's always talking like this. Blessed Lord Jesus. Oh, that was good. Praise God. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't even know what all that means. But he's got this religious jargon where he's trying to say these phrases where he's just trying to impress you. That would be to misuse his name. We also use this name in a wrongful way when we use his name for the purposes of indulging like this. God told me to buy this purse. God told me to buy this airplane. And he told me to tell you, you're supposed to help me pay for that airplane. God, God told me I'm not supposed to volunteer anymore. Really? So you're just using his name to do what you want. I hear this. Yeah, God told me, God told me to go ahead and get a divorce. Well, God didn't tell you that. The Bible says God hates divorce. You think he made the one exception for you? No, you just use, you're invoking his name so that all your friends will think that you've really worked through all this and it's okay so you can move on to something else. That's what it means to misuse his name. We misuse his name by complaining. There's another one. Anytime we complain, anytime. I do this. Anytime you're worried about something or you complain, all you're saying is that this problem is too great for God to handle. God, God can't even handle this, so I better complain about it a little bit. The last one is backsliding. Anytime you sin, anytime, anytime you break any of the Ten Commandments, you're misusing the name that you say you represent. You say, this isn't that big of a deal. Oh, it is a huge deal. And here's why. Write this down, number two. Your words, your deeds reveal what's in your heart. Whatever comes out of that mouth is what was in your heart. So when you got bad stuff coming out your mouth or you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing, all you're doing is revealing that God is just not that important to you. See, here's two tables. Table number one, table number two. Table number one is you and all your friends. Table number two, bunch of strangers. Table number one, you and your friends. If you listen, you should be able to tell what those people are like just by the words that they hear, the words that you hear coming out of their mouth. You don't even know them, but you should be able to decipher if they're a stockbroker, if they're a realtor, if they're a Clippers fan, a Dodgers fan, a Lakers fan, because they're, they're crying, they're crying. Uh, you can tell, you don't even know them. You can tell if they're a, 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 do, a doctor or a teacher or a, a rocket scientist. You, you can just tell by listening. And likewise, they can tell who you are by what they hear. You see, they can tell not only, not only when you're using God's name in vain, not only does God know he's not that important to you, that person listening to you knows, knows that God is not that important to you. It's one of three things. One, we're either just ignorant. You just, you just really did not know. You just didn't know. Which now you can't use that excuse because you came to church. Or 
Secondly, you're just deliberately, you, you know what the scriptures teach. You're just deliberately dishonoring God. You just don't care what God thinks. But the third thing of what's happening is you're basically, it's just whatever comes out is just an advertisement for what's really going on in your heart. It says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Look at James 3, verse 9. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with that exact same tongue we curse men. Same tongue, one tongue, one tongue. We praise God and we curse men. It happens every week here at church. Someone came in here today and praised God, and in the parking lot trying to get out, they will curse someone else who's sitting in here today. Verse 10, out of the same mouth, there's just one mouth, out of the same mouth comes both praise and what? I see it every week on Instagram. People that are Christians, they actually have it in their bio. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. And they post these incredible pictures of cool things and, and honoring God and honoring Christ and get to ch- all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they post one. It's the same. All of a sudden they post one. It's like the most vile, filthy. And I'm going, it's the same person. It's verse 10. Out of the same mouth come both praise and cursing. And then it says, my brothers, my brothers. Everybody say, my brothers. My brothers, this should not be. My brothers. Say, my brothers. Say, my sisters. This should not be. Verse 11 is a question. Can both fresh water and salt water come out of the same spring? The answer is no. You see, anytime anything comes out of your mouth, all it is is just a big advertisement of what's going on in your heart. If you say something ugly, you got ugliness in your heart. I don't care who you are, where you live, if you ever hear someone saying a racist statement, all that means is that they have racism in their heart. You can't come back and say, I'm sorry, I didn't really mean that. No, you've got it in your heart. If you say something racist, you've got racism in your heart. And if you say something filthy, you've got filth in your heart. And here's why this is, it's essential that you and I guard, protect your heart. We need to revere God's name continually. I mean, don't ever say his name unless you mean his name. Don't say it flippantly. Use it only when you're worshiping, when you're reading the Bible, when you're witnessing, when you're praying. Don't ever misuse his name. But praise his name continually. Psalm 29 verse 2 says, Give to the Lord the glory that is due his name. Psalm 113 verse 2 says, Let the name of the Lord not be cursed. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord 
is to be praised. Continually just praise his name. Number two, represent God's name clearly. Everybody say clearly. If you call yourself a Christian, if you're here today and you wear his name. Now, if you're not a Christian and you don't go around, I'm a Christian, uh, yeah, that's a whole different story. But if you do call yourself a Christian, represent his, his name clearly. Don't drag his name through the gutter. Timothy, he wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from what? Got to turn away from wickedness if you name his name. As we close, Psalm 34, verse 3 says, glorify the Lord with, glorify the Lord with, 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 Glorify the Lord with me. With me. Look at the next line. Let us exalt his name. Together. Exalt his name what? Together. Exalt his name one more time? Together. Oh, we're in this thing together. Oh. What does that mean? That means that you need an accountability partner. You got a problem with your language? We're, we're in this thing together. If you ever hear a pastor say a bad word, you better tell me. Because we're in this thing together. See, that's why you need, that's why some of you need to start hanging out with better friends. Your friend, your friend lets you talk like that. Your friend lets you dishonor the Lord. I guarantee you this. You come hang out with me. And you start using bad language, I'm going to say something to you, Jack. Because we're in this thing together. together. Get, get in a life group. You know, if you have a devotion with your family, you can't sit down with your wife and your kids and study the Bible and get up and curse at the neighbor. That's why God gave us these elbows. Hey. Number three. Rely on God's name completely. The Bible teaches that whatever we do, we're to do it in the name of the Lord. Whatever you give, you give in the name of the Lord. The Bible says that whenever you pray, pray in the name of the Lord. The Bible says that when you figure, figure out your schedule, uh, you don't say, I'm going to do this tomorrow. No, you say, I'm going to do this tomorrow if the Lord, you invoke his name, if the Lord wills this. When you're baptized, we baptize you into the name of the Lord. Because the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And John chapter 20, verse 31, all these things are written so that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that by believing you might have life in His name. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. As you can tell from his message tonight, Pastor Dudley has a driving passion to talk about Jesus everywhere he goes and with everyone he meets. 
So often, a person has never heard the life-changing message of the gospel. Or perhaps they, at one time, experienced the transformation that is only possible through Jesus Christ. But now they're discouraged or in need of hope. If that is you, we invite you to reach out to us right now and let us pray with you. Our toll-free number is easy to remember. It's 888-818-4777. Again, that number is 888-818-4777. We have prayer counselors standing by and ready to take your call. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says monthly devotional. There is a place on the monthly devotional page where you can enter your name and email address and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. I'm Kyle Welch, hoping you'll join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.